The Dauntless Gambit. Season 2 preview bonus episode by me, Eric Flowers. We got this new intro music to open each episode. Thought I'd change it up a little for the second season. Which, you know, there's a f- kind of a funny story behind uh, all this I'm going to, you know, tell right now in this bonus episode. So if you're listening uh, to the episode when it comes out, maybe you got a notification on your podcast app. You know, it should be... Should be right around October 25th, 24th, somewhere around there. Um, it's been it's been about a little over a month since episode 30 came out, and that is because, you know, it's 2020, so <laughs> we're lucky anything comes out anymore. But, you know, I moved um, across the country over August, and that proved to be really difficult. And so I, I published... I published the end of, of season one, which is the first half of the Dauntless Gambit, you know, from the uh, Ju- uh, June June 1st till, you know, uh, sep- middle of September, which is episodes one through 30. And, you know, if you didn't listen to the other bonus episode or, or read the blog post, the way that these episodes come out is that the first draft was written in 2018 of the entire book. So the entire Dauntless Gambit, you know, is already finished. It's just not edited and, and recorded. And so what I do is about two weeks in advance, I rewrite the chapters or an episode. It goes to an editor, goes back to me, we proof it, goes back to the editor, goes back to me, I proof it and script it again. Goes to the narrator, comes back to me, goes back to the narrator if something needs fixed. And then it is queued up to be posted, you know, to uh, iTunes or um, Spotify, whatever, podcast apps. And that takes about two weeks, you know, turnaround. So... Um, I was able to keep doing that and publish them through the end of August and September, but I, I, you know, I moved from California to Maine, so I'm actually, I'm actually broadcasting right now about two blocks away from Stephen King's house, which is crazy. Um, he told me to get off his lawn, but, but now, you know, I'm getting back into the, the groove and and getting the podcast and writing back going up. It just, it just turned out to be really difficult. Um, hey, that's not your problem. That's my problem. Let's talk about season two. So episodes one through 30 of The Dauntless Gambit take us from the introduction of, you know, the main cast all the way through kind of this turning point, which is almost in the actual middle of the text, as well as being in the middle of, you know, 60 episodes. Originally, it was going to be 64, but I, I just want it to be 15 episodes per volume. And so I'm putting out each volume as kind of a a catch-up, um, you know, volume on Amazon in paperback and e-back, e-back, e-book and audiobook, which can be purchased. You know, for people like if someone right now uh, hears about the, the podcast um, and they want to read it or they want to listen to it in a more convenient format, they can just grab their Kindle, you know, and read read all through episode thirty. They're a Prime member, you know, Kindle Unlimited lets you just read that as part of your Prime membership or, you know, the paperback is pretty cheap. Uh, audiobook, if you've got an Audible credit and wanted to own it, you can get it that way. Um, so that brings us up to, you know, the halfway point in the book. And at this point, you know, Samantha, Decker, the Matilda crew, Ken, Julian, all of them are established. Rennick, Gallo, um, kind of the, you know, even we, we saw Reed again. That was fun. They're all established. And so I kind of luckily during my move was right when we had published episode 30 and I could say, okay, that's going to be season one, volumes one and two. You can get the books, you can get the audio book, you can listen to it, take a little break 
And then as I took my break, our editor, Hannah, she also moved. And so she needed a week or two off. And also the narrator moved. A lot of people are moving. I think everyone's just tired of being at home, you know? Um, so we coordinated it out, figured out the schedule, and we're going to start publishing episode 31, season two, which is also the beginning of, you know, volume three on uh, November 2nd, which is a Monday. And from there, we're taking it all the way to the end of this, this book. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be great. You know, it's been a, a weird journey, a weird ride. That'll be, you know, <laughs> since starting the idea of publishing it in April for, you know, decently sized books published here amid 2020's pandemic. Um, originally, you know, in April, I was like, well, if this thing burns itself out, I might not, you know, get this book out in time for people to enjoy it while they're stuck at home or while they're working an essential job and stressed out or run out of new TV shows to watch because nothing is being produced. And boy, was I wrong. So not only are we going to finish The Thomas Gambit, uh, we're probably going to be moving on to another fantasy series, uh, which I'll talk about um, later here in the bonus app um, of what's what, what I've got next on the uh, on the old uh, Eric Flowers authorship you know journey. It's a Dauntless Gambit. In case you are a, a person who likes facts and figures, um, the rough draft is three hundred and twenty thousand words. So you can go type that into Google. Three hundred twenty thousand word book. It's that's massive. That's like f- three. Uh, you know, airport bookstore size novels. I mean, it's 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 insane. If it was a paperback, it'd be probably over a thousand pages. You know, doorstopper. So that's why I split it up into four books, um, a little more manageable. And then in the end, it'll all be published at once. But also, right now, I have the first draft of a lightly edited fantasy novel. I'm even more excited about. That's a part of a, a big series. That's about hundred hundred and thirty ish thousand words written. Which, again, that's a that's a three hundred something page book. I mean, you could publish that, and so I'm having the editor read it, and she'll tell me if, hey, this is this is definitely a book one. You could release release this, get people excited. It ends with an ending. Technically, it's the Act One ending, but you know, it's sort of like um, the Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien trilogy, The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, Return of the King. He wrote that as one book. It was just it's just one big book. Boom, it opens. Hey take this ring to Mordor and then it ends. We throw it in the volcano. Spoilers. And back then, I, I don't know if it was Lester Del Rey. I don't know who published it, but they're like, this is too long. And he's like, okay, fine. So he found two spots to cut it. Bam, bam. Now you had three books. And that's what we did um, with the Dauntless Gambit. And that's what we'll probably do with this fantasy book. Um, otherwise, you know, that this first uh, fantasy volume would be, I'm guessing, close to the 400,000 word um, Mark, which is, I think that's as long as Game of Thrones, the Song of Ice and Fire book one. I mean, that would be a 1100 page paperback, which I would love to do that, but it takes too long to edit and narrate and, uh, and write. And by then, you know, people are forgotten about you. All right. So it's, it's not, it's not a world of old school publishing where you get excited for someone to put out a book once every three years. That's just, not how the world works, my God. I mean, by then, how many TikToks and Quibbies have people have watched and forgotten about your book? So anyway, let's talk about what you're probably listening for at this point. If, if you're listening, you know, to what is now the 32nd episode of this uh, project, The Dauntless Gambit. You know, so we ended it 
with, you know, Ken is revealed to be one of Clark's sleeper agents. Um, yeah, Samantha and Decker and the crew, Eliza, all them are, are leaving Mintarid. You know, they found things out about the Red Kestrels. They're getting ready to, you know, press forward against Cat Basara on Sonali and try to unravel this plot that they don't know that Gallo is behind, you know, setting up this Imperium empire for, um, you know, its downfall. You know, he's trying to engineer the new republic and, and you know, get out, out with the old, in with the new. And so, you know, season two, episodes 31 through 60 is going to be about, okay, well, so what can, you know, Samantha and that team do against, you know, Gallo team and Rennick team that are working against them and, you know, have all the resources, you know, what's the old, what's the old song? They've got the guns, we've got the numbers. Well, they have both the guns and the numbers, uh, you know, and so you've got six, seven people trying to, you know, do something to thwart this, this Gallo character who they're not even aware that it's him, you know, as the puppet master. And this is where the difference between story and plot, you know, comes together for why the Dauntless Gambit was written and how it was written, because the plot is the Imperium, this galactic empire has grown corrupt and is facing, you know, internal discord and strife and basically a, an insurrection or a coup um, to overthrow the emperor and install this, this new president, Archer. And that's the plot. It's, you know, the downfall of a government. I mean, it's, it's, it's ancient Rome, essentially. But the story is what do Samantha, Decker, Rennick, and Kin do with themselves amid this crisis, this imperial crisis? How do they evolve? How do they handle it? And, you know, I haven't talked to a lot of readers. I wish you would email me or, or you know, reach out. Let me know what you think. But um, at this point, you know, it, it should be clear that you, it's, there, this isn't going to be some, um, I, I love Star Wars, but this isn't going to be some, you know, Samantha flies her X-Wing to the Death Star and shoots the torpedo down the exhaust port and blows up the one critical weakness on the Death Star. And that's the end of, you know, that's the end of the Terminus and the Imperium. You know, this, the story is very much rooted in you can't take on Gallo directly. What can you do indirectly? What difference can you make? Can seven people in something that's kind of like this um, amalgamation of World War II and ancient Rome and, you know, how empires rise and fall, can they make a difference? And if they can't, how do they deal with it? How do they change themselves? You know, how did people who lived under one Roman empire and were loyal and that the emperor is killed, you know, et tu brute, Caesar, and then, you know, well, your emperor is gone. There's this new, um, who was it? Mark Antony, whoever, Augustus. And there's a new emperor and, and he's not he's not who you liked and, and, he, and he doesn't like you. How do you move on with your life? Maybe you are important in one, you know, certain Roman emperor's retinue of people. And now you're not important. I mean, do, do you do you move on? Do you, do you go to a new city, a new village? Do you go into exile? Do you adapt? Do you just shift your loyalties? Because the story isn't always about um, the the main character isn't always the you know main character. I mean Julius Caesar, the play, it's about Julius Caesar and Brutus and, and the, the Senate. But what about like the people who are 
four or five rungs down the corporate ladder of Caesar's empire? What if there was a play about them, about, you know, a single legionnaire in Caesar's army who's watching this unfold and going, oh, geez, what am I going to do without Caesar gone? Like this, this, new, this new guy, he doesn't really like me that much. What am I going to have to go and, you know, be a change my name and be a farmer somewhere out and um, in, in the fields and, and I'm no longer going to have this cool position. So that's kind of the breakdown between the plot and the story, which, you know, is going to unfold over the next 30 episodes. And I, I'm not going to say it's going to resolve, you know, every plot question, but it will, you know, put each character and resolve their story where they're going to end up as you know, realized people for good or bad and whether their arc goes up or whether their arc goes down and, and they receive a reward or they receive a punishment. And you'll just have to keep reading or listening to see. But I can promise you there is a the end at the end of episode 60, which is already written. There's even a cool epilogue, which you're going to love that comes after that. And there is plenty of plot and story left for a second book to the Dauntless Gambit, which would need a new name once this first one is resolved. But if you like the story so far, if you like what's going on with Gallo and the Terminus and 5e and the Naval Special Investigation Division, if I can even get that right, damn you, Rennick, um, all of that's going to be resolved. You're going to love it. So let's talk about some of the other stuff that is coming, you know, and again, I assume if you're listening at this point, I, I made something that you liked, um, you know, in this world of fiction entertainment. So uh, I actually have, you know, The Dauntless Gambit written, which wasn't intended to be put out serially like this, but, you know, that's what turned out to be its fate. Uh, so I have this other fantasy novel series, which is mapped out to be five full-length books. And it's kind of a, um, a, it's, it's a, it's a fantasy series, but it's rooted in something that's very stripped down. I call it small ball fantasy, where it's not about huge epic quests to save the world. And um, the, it's it's things where the events affect the characters and it's localized to who we follow, but it's not a grand sweeping epic. It's more of a personal story about someone's journey and evolution through you know, having to live in this fantasy land and having to endure the magic and the monsters and all the things that, um, you know, not, not everyone is, you know, the center of the attention for the world. Sometimes they're only the center of attention if you put that lens on them as the author. And so that's what this new, uh, you know, fantasy series about starring a young man character named Czar who is from a rough place, you know, in the desert, um, kind of born with a lot of things going against him. And, you know, he's got to kind of learn how to endure, you know, what's going to happen because he also has um, an ability based in this world's magic system that kind of gives him an advantage that, you know, barely offsets all the other disadvantages. And this series is plotted out in the entire first book full-length novel, you know, is plotted out and, you know, a third of the way written. And then books two, three, four, and five all have their outlines and not a not a great deal of detail, but it goes all the way to the end. So, you know, it's a five-book series. That would be, you know, geez, I mean, a million and a half words. I mean, it'd be as long as the entire 
George R.R. Martin, Song of Ice and Fire slash, you know, Game of Thrones TV show story um, all the way through. So that's something that I I look at the story and every time I come back to it and look at the plot, I'm like, man, I love this. Like, this is this is something I want to write. This is something that I I want people to have a chance to experience, you know, judge for themselves. Um, so that's what the editor is reading through right now in between Dauntless Gambit, you know, episode breaks is that first book. And, you know, hey, maybe we were able to get that out early 2021, get it narrated, get it edited, get it all tight, get it a proper cover and, and release that um, as a full length novel, paperback, you know, hardback ebook, uh, audiobook. We wouldn't do another serial like this, but I do like having the podcasts format and the serial. So I'll, I'll probably come up with another another story to tell, you know, in this, you know, weekly release format. I don't know if I can do two episodes a week, by the way, in case you're listening, I committed to having episodes come out Monday and Thursdays to keep interest in the Dauntless Gambit. Hi, it's, it's way too many. It's, it's insane. Like I, I had no idea, but I'm going to keep doing it because we only have 30 left. Um, but anyway, so that fantasy series, you know, and there's some artwork for that. If you go to my website, ericflowers.com, I had some character, um, I had some character drawings, drawings character drawings made and you can see czar you can see some of the characters and you know they're really cool full color kind of um kind of anime style is how i wanted the artist to give them to me and i might do the whole book that way and i might even do um a graphic novel companion drawn in that way but again the amount of work it takes to publish this stuff and make this stuff um hats off to everyone who's putting out a graphic novel or a novel or a a play, especially people who are doing it independently or people like me who are doing it basically alone. I mean, I pay the editor and narrator, you know, you know, their rate to help me. But at the end of the day, you know, the Dauntless Gambit, I mean, really should have like a team behind it, but that's okay. We're, we're going to get there. Um, and this fantasy book, you know, hopefully I can get that out and you know, get some people reading it, get some people liking it, get some audience. Because um, I would like to expand into the graphic novels, into the more serials, get some more, you know, creative people who want to put out fiction and who want to put out, you know, a product independently, which is kind of the way, you know, I think the world is going to need to go for a while where the big studios aren't going to be able to put things out at a rate we're used to. You know, hey, well, while coronavirus has got your favorite TV show on hold, hey, listen to the Dauntless Gambit. You got, you know, 60 episodes. Listen to one episode a night. That's two months of content, and hopefully I'll have more stuff out. So it's I, – I don't I don't quite understand how, you know, the, the authors of old did it where they would write a whole book for 12 months, you know, six months, whatever, send it to an agent, a publisher, you know, and then two years later they finally see it come out. I mean, I used to wait for my old fantasy novels, you know, series to come out once every two, three years. And that was just normal. And were they just sitting at home and writing and doing doing nothing else? I mean, I think the world has kind of moved on past that. I know that the established authors still do that. And, you know, Stephen King is probably chilling at home down the street, writing and working on stuff and taking calls. But without that fame or fortune, I mean, it's not the 1970s anymore. I, I can't sit at home and bang out a manuscript on a typewriter and send it out and hope it's going to get picked up. You know, you got to be entrepreneurial. You got to get out there because YouTube and TikTok and Twitch and 
Instagram and all these, you know, micro content where stuff can be put out, you know, within minutes is kind of what's tuning, you know, the world's brains, you know, podcasts. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, a, a 20 year old Minecraft player could, you know, have millions of viewers and millions of dollars from creating a channel of them playing a video game on YouTube. But, you know, they've done it and people watch it. And so now it's like, why would anyone ever pitch a TV show to a studio when they can try and go at it themselves? And if they might not get the overall total success of, you know, saying having your show get picked up by a network or by Netflix, but that's an all or nothing thing. Whereas going independent, it's not all or nothing. I mean, I've got thousands of listens of the Dauntless Gambit episodes so far. And if I would have tried to publish this as a book right now, I would have exactly zero listeners or readers because it would not have been published. And even if someone did like it, they'd want me to edit it and send it back and change it and shorten it. And then maybe it gets published. Maybe a, a publisher wants to advertise it. Probably not. And it would... Um, would just be one of those books that you know never earns back its advance never makes any royalties and just you know ends up spying out on a bookshelf metaphorically somewhere or in a warehouse or in my garage collecting dust where at this point hey i got a couple thousand people who enjoyed episodes one through 30 so far a couple people have purchased the paperback and the ebook um and it's taught me a lot about what i need to do to you know be more effective as an entrepreneurial fiction creator of written fiction in whatever form and not rely on the all or nothing gamble of a whole industry having to pick you up. So, I mean, it's just a different, it's a different approach. It's the difference between starting your own business, starting your own sole proprietorship or applying for jobs. It's, it's an all or nothing thing. So how many people really want to be, you know, let's say you're a, you're a lawyer and you want to work for a big corporation. And so you apply for jobs at all these big firms or all these big companies and get rejected and get rejected and all that time you're sitting there without a job applying or the lawyer who wants to go out on his own gets a little office borrows some money puts out their sign open for business and starts that way and gets their first client you know it's so this is just how you how do you want to spend your time do you want to spend your time trying to you know go i'm not even gonna say traditional because I don't even think that being published is traditional anymore, but it's, it's you want to be independent or do you want to be a part of a, a bigger system? And the, the nice part about that question is being a part of the bigger system is almost completely out of your control and you can barely force your way into it. And so at this point, you know, my options were to have the Dauntless Gambit edited and sitting here sending it out to agents. And let's be honest, who, who's going to publish Space Opera in 2020? Come on. Um, or get the listeners and the readers that I've gotten now and build up, you know, a tiny little fan base and learn how all this stuff works learn how the technology works. And it's kind of like getting a bachelor's degree in independent publishing. So for me, you know, that was worth it. And now I have an editor, a narrator, artist working on a, a publicist who can help me, you know, promote stuff all without needing any type of stamp of approval from a publishing house. And so the all or nothing bet turns into a slow, incremental, iterative improvements, experiments, and learnings that for me, you know, while I still have a day job, you know, I don't think I could commit to what it takes to go the, let's call it pre-digital world of fiction creation. Whereas now, 
as soon as I can find an artist and a colorist, uh, you know, we could have a graphic novel out in a couple of weeks, an episode or two, and see what happens and distribute it directly to people. The world is is being trained now to consume things, you know, directly from the creator, directly to the consumer. And so it's not like these people who are going viral on TikTok or YouTube or Twitch, like they go and um, it's like Seinfeld pitching the show to NBC where you have to go and say, hey, well, I've got this you know, three minute video where I dance on TikTok. Do you want to pick me up and put me on your channel? No, you put it out there. If people like it, they like it. If people don't, it fizzles out and dies. But guess what? Most creative endeavors fizzle out and die anyways and don't even get a chance to be independently you know, published in any format. So at this point, at least I can look at the people who have listened to the Dauntless Gambit so far and say, you know what? Somebody liked it enough to listen to all 30 episodes and that one person did. If I can find out who that is and appeal to them and people like them, maybe they'll listen to the next 30 and the next thing and the next thing. So, you know, that's that's the plan, you know, and, and hey, if you are a creator, if you're a person who writes, draws, uh, you know, does anything and are looking to put something out there, you know, let me know. Email me, eric, ericflowers.com, eric spelled with a K, E-R-I-K. Um, cause I would love to, you know, kind of increase the catalog, uh, what we're putting out, uh, you know, it can't just be me forever. I need some other people who want to be independent creators and leverage the power of technology to, you know, get things into the hand of people. It's a supply and demand situation. We know there's demand for fiction. My God, every new Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO max. I mean, there's a new series every day being invested in. You know, people are desperate for not only fiction, but speculative fiction. I mean, look at how much of what's popular right now has something to do with something fantastical or science fiction or horror or, I mean, um, Lovecraft Country, you know, is out. Um, Raised by Wolves. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's that, that was incredible. Um, uh, even like Perry Mason, you know, kind of a, a period, a period drama. I mean, it's all this type of, of fiction that's not set in our world. People love it. Well, guess what? Studios are shut down. Can we deliver it via text? Can we deliver it via audio, you know, for a year or two? You know, tied everyone over? I don't know. I hope so. So stick around, you know, if it's not November 2nd, 2020 yet. That's when the uh, episode 31 is coming out, kicking off season two. We're going to get the Dauntless Gambit back into high gear and we're going to take it all the way to the end, you know. Um, and if if you want to get caught up, if you want to own the paperback, ebook, audiobook, go to Amazon. Just type in the Dauntless Gambit. Both volumes are there, volume one or two. Get that paperback, you know. Have it on your bookshelf. <laughs> Write a review. Oh, I'd love a review. Five stars only, please. Or, you know, go leave a review or leave some stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, let me know you're out there. Let other people know that you like it. And, you know, just stick around. I'm going to cut a cool promo video soon. Have that launched out by, you know, the 25th of October. And then, you know, November 2nd, episode 31 is going to drop. And then, boom, after that, next Thursday episode 32 and you're gonna find out what happens to samantha and decker and ken and rennick and gallo and eliza and heavy and manu and sullivan and julian clark gallo i said gal already archer all of them um yeah and hey hit me up on twitter eric underscore flowers let me know what you think email me eric at ericflowers.com e-r-i-k 
Um, check out the website. We're going to be posting there again. Um, and you can subscribe to the newsletter. People don't subscribe to the email newsletter. I've learned that that was kind of a waste of time. I mean, there's like 20 people. So thousands have listened to the episodes. 15 have 20 have actually given me their email, which is fine. Who wants, who wants to get email these days? You know, you get the notification on the app and I'll see you around, um, uh, in about a week and a half. And, and let's get this Dauntless Gambit resolved and move on to the next big project. So uh, have a good Halloween. Uh, have a good whatever you're doing with yourself during these unprecedented times. And I hope that Dauntless Gambit is bringing you at least 30 to 40 minutes of entertainment twice a week. Uh, starting again with season two on November 2nd. Mm-hmm.